Front and center with Sean and Jules. Welcome back to Sin Nation. My name is Jules, and I'm here with Sean. Welcome everybody to Front and Center, the show where we put young people's young people's incredible achievements. Front and center. How about that? Oh, that is a great tagline. This is actually episode two of our seasonal here at Sin Nation. This is exciting as always, Sean. Absolutely. We had a great first episode. We had a little chat to Katia Palachotta, who's co-founded a zine. You can have a listen to that on our podcast online. Is it a pronounced zine? Zine, zine. <laughs> tomato, <I'm> tomato. <laughs> Well, we've got a packed show, but uh, first, good. before we get into that, Jules, you'll never guess what happened to me this morning. I What happened to you this morning, Sean? I had a pretty good day, but it sounds like well, you didn't. My day started off terribly. I was catching a tram from Flinders Street up to Melbourne Uni. Wait, let me guess, okay? You and I have had terrible experience on the on the tram going up to Melbourne Uni, uh, where it always decides to stop at Queensbury Street tram for no reason. Always stops at Queensbury. Queensbury Street of, is the worst stop because of that exact reason. A couple of stops short of Melbourne Uni, but no. This morning, the tram stopped at Collins Street. Collins Street. Literally <laughs> one stop away from Flinders, the tram driver announces. The tram is running late, so we will be stopping at the next stop, Collins Street. And then proceeds to drive straight all the way. Just absolutely <laughs> shocking news. Look, we've got a massive show lined up for you today. We have, of course, going to talk about our unheard of news, some fantastic news that we think has gone underreported that we want to put in the spotlight. And then we have a fantastic brother and sister, acoustic folk, indie folk, whatever you want to call it, duo, by it the name is of... so exciting. By the name of, you'll find out later. <laughs> oh, what? Uh, <laughs> Miss Eileen and King, Miss Eileen and King Leah will be joining us in just a little bit. We've got a little bit of a surprise for you. You'll find out that later. They are an incredible duo. I mean, uh, I'll be honest. Sean was the one who introduced me to them, and I've just been listening to them nonstop uh, for the past few weeks. And they're just an incredible, incredible uh, duo. You will be hearing a little bit of their music today, but we do have a bit of a surprise for you as well, which is pretty exciting. Stick around until after 7.30 to find that out. Real quick, though, I'd also like to give a shout-out to Chester, who is our social media manager and producer. You may have seen some of his work on our Facebook page. Believe it or not, that is not Sean and I doing that (laughs) awesome stuff. That is actually Chester. So, Chester, you're a legend, you're a king, and you've blessed our page, made it look as good as it does. Check us out on Facebook by searching Front and Centre or on Twitter at Front Centre, S-Y-N to see Chester's fantastic work. Thanks, Chester. And some more great heads up from Sean and myself, Julesa. Also, quick shout out to Katia Palachotta, who was our guest last week, who also designed our logo for us. So that is pretty awesome. Thanks, Katia. Before we get stuck into tonight's show, we would just like to warn any Indigenous and Torres Strait Islander viewers that tonight's show will contain the names and music of deceased persons. On that note, just quickly, yesterday news emerged that iconic Indigenous singer Dr G Unipingu had passed away. From the team here at Front and Centre, we would like to pay homage to an incredibly talented musician. 
Dr. G. Yanapingu's music was listened to by so many and inspired a new generation of musicians. He performed all over the world and as a proud Indigenous Australian, he always kept his hometown off the coast of Arnhem Land close to his heart. We like to start our show off with a bit of unheard of news. You are the bit unheard... Bit of bands, bands revolution, as I call it. <laughs> you are the unheard of news guru. This is your idea for a segment. Anchor, uh, I'm the anchor front and centre. This is my baby, along with the... Oh, I'll, I'll, leave that, I'll leave that for later, along with the later <laughs> part of the show. Um, so, Sean, this one's a little closer home for Sean, because his last name is Wales. And Spoiler alert. And it's got to do with a whale. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> so, <clears throat> Sean... Jules. Imagine that you're walking along the Yarra River. It's a beautiful day. You're a tourist here in Melbourne. Except the Yarra River is actually the Seine. <laughs> and you're in Paris. <laughs> and you just suddenly see a beached whale in the middle of the city. That's right, people. A beached whale in Paris. Happened this week. What? There was not a beached whale. 110% sure there was a beached whale. It was fenced off by the public with scientists, quote, around it, quote, studying it. So just the most random possible thing you could ever expect. And, like, everyone's just like, this is surely real, right? Someone tweeted, what will they do with the whale? I hope it's still alive. <laughs> um, Wait, are you telling me a whale jumped onto the banks of the sand and was just like, yeah. <laughs> so you're telling me that the whale wasn't real? No, sure. The whale oh, was not real, I, thankfully. I was holding hope there that one day I'd be walking on the Yarra and I'd just see a beached whale. <laughs> just see a whale I'd swum in from Port Phillip Bay, just like, Obviously. I was just swimming all the way here. Obviously, I'd then help it get back yeah. into the river. I wouldn't well, just leave it there. But so tell me Because, Sean, you're, you're, you're buffing enough to push a whale back into the ocean. <laughs> tell me a little bit more about this uh, massive beached whale in Paris. What was it doing there? So this was a 17-metre long art installation by Captain Boomer Collective, which travels the world to educate people about issues in our oceans. That's pretty cool, eh? So, yeah, this thing 100% looked real. Like, someone actually said, it makes me very sad because for an animal like this to leave the Atlantic to end up here, this means there is a problem, <laughs> dot, 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 I think it might be our fault. So, people thought it was real. Are you sure this people wasn't just, like, was the real. massive prank? No, this isn't a prank. This is uh, made by... So, this was placed during the night. They, it was... You know why, though? It didn't just look real. They had a pool of blood around it, and it smelt like a actual whale, like a dead whale. An actual dead whale. How crazy is that? So, Like, well, talk about dedication to the cause. This was made by a team of Belgian artists. They placed the whale there to raise awareness about the human impact on the environment, and especially on whales. Absolutely. That yeah. is... Because sperm whales are, you know, endangered species. Oh, and, and anything to bring more attention to you know, any environmental, climate change, animal, endangered species issues are just fantastic. It's a very interesting way to do it. I wouldn't have thought it up, I must say. Their creativity and just bravery. That's pretty good. Just bravery. I mean... That's a pretty bold statement. It's very... It'd be very frightening. Imagine, you know, a kid just walking along the Yarra River and just seeing a massive dead whale. I mean, or I would... like, you know, you're sitting in the city of love with your girlfriend. You just had a lovely cup of tea. You just visited Notre Dame, having a walk, and all of a sudden there's this dead whale. I mean, that is outstanding. Yeah. I'd, I mean, I'd, like I'd last, year, last year, last uh, year, you might have heard, Sean, there were dozens of sperm whales washing up in the UK. So this has been a big problem for that part of the world. Over in Europe? Um, yeah, so this is just something to that, that I guess they're trying to call attention to because sperm whales are still you know, attacked by commercial whalers and stuff like that. And I mean, like you yourself said last week that you, when you were in Port Douglas and you went to the Great Barrier Reef and saw a lot of the dead parts, eh? Yeah, I went onto the reef. I saw some absolutely amazing things. I'm going to say it was all dead, but you know, you do see a few things. You go, you know, I'm sure that was 
a lot more outstandingly beautiful, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 <laughs> years ago. You Getting know. his five timetable practice in. <laughs> and, yeah, I just think any anything to bring attention to climate issues, in, uh, you know, the environment is really important. And, it, you know, the oceans make up a huge amount <laughs> of the planet. <laughs> a huge amount? A huge amount. Yeah, you know, Paris has been doing a pretty damn good job in terms of the environment stuff. I mean, you know, there was that little climate change accord that was signed in Paris yeah, that, last year. that little thing with, uh, you know, Trumpy did ditch that, unfortunately. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and they're doing stuff like, uh, you might have heard, Sean, they're doing a trial where only odd number plates are allowed to drive into the city on certain days. So, like, you know, odd, even, odd, even kind of thing to sort of reduce the smog in the city. Yeah, it's true. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think you know, we are overdoing the car population in 100%. the world. There are just 100%. too many cars around. I think that's a great idea. But odd and even Especially number plates, that's a different i that's a different um, way to go about it. Jules, Absolutely. Hats off to uh, the French for bringing our attention to exactly, uh, that was the one. Belgians, Sean. What? That was, yeah, the uh, the Captain Boomer Collective is oh, sorry. Belgian. Sorry yeah. about that. Yeah, the Belgians in Paris for bringing our They're attention bringing to... Bringing it to right, the right place. The right place, to that one. straight up. What do you got next? Next. <laughs> Have you ever wanted to own an island, Sean Oz? Who? Well, now you can! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for cutting me off there, Jules. Who would not want to own an island? Tell me more. Well, Sean, have you ever wanted to own an island instead of living in the outskirts of Melbourne, like in Warburton or something? I don't live in Warburton. No, but I mean, like, because you can buy a... <laughs> you can buy an island for cheaper than buying a house in Warburton. That's outrageous. For 29-acre little island called Little Ross on the, in the south of Scotland. Uh, April uh, is able to be bought for £325,000, uh, which is roughly about 600000 Australian dollars. An entire island. That is more affordable for students here. <laughs> quick side note. House. Quick side note. When I was reading about this, I kept looking at different headlines, and all the headlines were like, Scottish Island for sale for just £325,000, but it hides a grisly <laughs> secret, or it hides a chilling past. Like, it, it literally just changed the verb, sorry, the adjective for grisly or chilling or scary, and then it just kept going with the rest of the story. Well, maybe that's why it's uh, so cheap. I mean, I'm not saying $600,000 isn't a lot of money, but I mean, for a 29-acre island, 600000 seems pretty cheap. Maybe there's like some dodgy axe murderer just hanging around and no one wants to buy the place. Funny you said that, Sean, because it's definitely haunted. Because <laughs> in the 1960s, a lighthouse worker was killed by his assistant, Robert Dixon. That bloke's probably still hanging around. Hope, hope not. <laughs> hope not forever buys it. So this place has a 19th century lighthouse, but it's not included in the price, unfortunately. But you get a six-bedroom house, three, quote, ruinous barns, a courtyard, and it's powered by a wind turbine and solar power, and you need your own boat or helicopter to get there because <laughs> it's off the coast. Um, let's go there and build a bridge. Let's do it. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> idea, actually. Invite all the, all the fam around. It's described as the perfect island uh, retreat for future generations and perfect for development. Sure to, uh, I'm sure our fellow young listeners will be more than happy to <laughs> give that one a go, eh, Sean? Absolutely. Look, Jules, when you uh, brought my attention to this, did a little bit of a Google search uh, about islands for sale. Turns out it is a lot bigger than you might think. Here's some more unheard of, maybe something you haven't not heard before. Oh, okay. It's pretty exciting. I'm talking about www.privateislandsonline.com. It is an absolute island selling and renting haven. I just could not believe how many islands I was seeing for sale. I'm talking the Bahamas. I'm talking Panama, Greece, Europe. Greece is in Europe. 
Australia, <laughs> Asia. Thailand. There are islands all over the world. Oh, my God. And oh. we found, guys, our faithful listeners, this is ridiculous. The most expensive one is 110 acres in Thailand for 160 million US dollars. That is and an astonishing amount of money. For 44, only $44.6 million, <laughs> you can get a 1,135-acre island. Sean, where do you think that would be located? <laughs> it's in Greece. In Greece, of course. Of course. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was off with the pixies there for a second. <laughs> ah, so the island buying, selling, renting industry looks like it's thriving. It is absolutely booming. The it moment. Ridic- it's a whole new level. I just hope when our listeners go out there and buy an island, that when they're living on it in 10 years, it's still... Above water. Still above, still above the water. And there's no beached whales on there. Yeah, that's very hopeful. I just, uh, can you believe it? Like, people, go buy an island because you can literally buy it for cheaper than buying a house. Invite your favourite radio host and we will have a little party on your island. Look, you're listening to Sean and Jules are on front and centre. We will be having our very special guests in. Stay tuned and get excited. You're listening to Front and Centre with Sean and Julesa on Sin Nation. We are here. Very, ex- we are both very excited tonight. We are here with Miss Eileen and King Leah. How are you going, guys? Thanks for joining hey. us. Hi, good evening. Thanks so much for joining us here this evening. I was so stressed this afternoon. You guys are way more chill than Sean is. You should have seen us like 10 minutes ago. We were like running around this place being like, where the hell? Dragging a drum kit along. <laughs> That's building nine. Where's building, you know? Yeah, it's six. a maze around here. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. We're all here. We're we all found here. it. It's all good. Yeah, Happy little days. Spoiler Happy alert. Days. There, There is a drum kit in the studio. We have a packed right. studio. Little live song will be coming, you know, maybe in about 10, 15 minutes. That's pretty feeling. exciting. Stick around. Awesome. But, all right, guys, let's, let's talk about you, brother let's and sister duo. Real talk. How did... How did, what's your music story? How did you guys start playing together? So, what's you know? your origin story? <laughs> All right, yeah, let's, let's kick back and <laughs> you guys got some time <laughs> to hear we'll, our story. We'll ask if we, got another, we can get another hour on yeah. <laughs> Anyway, take it away, Leah. Well, I don't know. We kind of grew up playing music, you know, as a family. We're um, two of eight children. Wow. Yeah, so it's, it was an epic, uh, crazy, crazy house. Uh, up in uh, northern New South Wales, so up in the country. Um, and, yeah, Dad was just this eccentric dude that just had a, like, crazy palette for music. Uh, and, yeah, brought us up on, yeah, all kinds of stuff um, and uh, made instruments and stuff. So we kind of all picked up picked up different instruments and started playing together. So would you say that your dad was your main inspiration to sort of go on this musical journey? Um. He was definitely the driving force. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah. I think the, the music that he played was the inspiration, you know? Yeah. Right. Uh, and I think his passion was inspiring. Yeah. So, yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and so you guys, so you play as a duo, uh, but you've also... You also started off in... Uh, family jug band. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Firstly, to find what in the world's a jug band. 
I yeah. love this. This is you've really kind of got got up on YouTube and really done your research. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, my research for the show instead of my research for uni. So yeah, <laughs> there is some it. seriously embarrassing stuff up on YouTube, which <laughs> I don't think we're ever going to live down, Eileen. No, nope. I really don't. Think Every interview we do, it's always going to come back. It is always. And we're gonna always going to have to talk about it, so we just need to embrace it. Like I just watched the farm party music video, and yeah. that was the greatest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Well, I mean, it's interesting. You know, not every. <laughs> Not every young person can say that they're in a jug band with... Uh, there's five of you? Yeah. Uh, yep, yep. Yeah, it's kind it. of started off, um, you know, four siblings and our dad. And then um, as we kind of grew up and uh, he sort of hung his hat, hat up, we sort of kicked him out. <laughs> <laughs> Two sides of the story yeah. there. <laughs> we won't go into the... Uh, let's not go into the details of that. Um, but, yeah, uh, then we kind of probably... It would have been about... I don't know, 10 years at least, um, playing in the the family jug band. It's kind of, over the past couple of years, it's morphed into Perch Creek, something a little bit more cool, a little bit more Melbourne. Um, <laughs> That's right. But, yeah, I mean, I used to play the jug. That was my primary primary instrument. The, as in, like, not, a not drinking a jug? Yeah, pretty much. What? It was like a big whiskey jug, like, like a big port bottle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'd kind of, like, raspberry my lips over it to get, like, a bass sound. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it was that's pretty so epic. cool. Leah's proud of his yeah. jug technique. Uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> thousands, <laughs> thousands of dollars of musical yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> lessons. And, yeah. So what other kind of weird instruments, <clears throat> weird wacky instruments have you guys? Well, Aline tap dances, or she, you know, she yeah. tap dances. Yeah, cool. So tap she dance. kind of does that in a percussive way. When I was about seven, I just used to like contemporary dance. That was yeah, my that, that was, was my thing, thing in the band. Yeah. She'd kind of elbow her way up in front of everybody <laughs> and look at me. That's that's her kind of that's her shtick. But now I <laughs> now I can play the guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Cool. Uh, so what sort but of? But anyway, sorry. back to the question. We didn't. I mean, we never actually answered that question. What is a jug band? Oh, true. Yes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so a jug band one. is um, kind of like. It stemmed in the 1920s in America, and it's just pretty much people with not very much money making music, and so they would create a jug band with yeah. the instruments as we have been talking about. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and that is that, that's obviously those inspirations have kept going on to, into your music because it's very stripped back. Go. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a sense of fun. Yeah. Uh, and a sense of kind of raw... Um, a rawness to it, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Would so, you guys? Oh, <laughs> right. uh, so, what was that? So, you still got Perch Creek still going on? Yeah, yeah. Had what was the uh, feelings like going into brother sister joy? Were the other siblings being? Oh, why didn't you pick me? Was it you guys, <laughs> you guys always had a connection? You know, closer closer in age. No, you or see, something? we're like the stars, uh, and yeah. so you know, like, you know. Logistically worked, you know, made sense. You take the stars and you know, they do their own thing. It's like Michael Jackson. You don't hear about any of his other siblings. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Janet. That's us. Uh, yeah, I mean, the rest of the but Jackson Five. Like he was yeah. Janet was in the Jackson Five, was she? Janet Jackson. No. Mm, not sure. Anyway, we'll Google that one. <laughs> um, so like like how did how did the brother sister duo sort of branch off? Because I know that if I started a band with my sister, we'd probably kill each other with our guitars. So like how did that start off? Like, yeah. I mean, there's that. There is that. <laughs> um, you've got your highs and lows on tour. That's um, right. <laughs> but I think just because we sort of write well together, 
and uh, not all the not all of our songs kind of suit the Perch Creek five person thing. And I don't know, maybe a little bit more pop, a little bit more indie folk, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we had a bit of a I don't know, a bit of a a, a group of tunes that um, we thought, hey, let's do let's do something. Let's do a duo. Yeah, awesome. And we do try and kill each other sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but we, we keep it cool. We yeah, keep okay. it, you That's know, you we get over still it. Alive now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what's the music making process? Did you write together? What, is, what does it look like after that? Yeah, I don't know. It, um, it changes. Yeah. So sometimes we'll we'll bring um, songs that we've written, you know, uh, individually. Individually. And then sometimes we'll just sort of um, brainstorm lyrics, like do line by line. Um, sometimes we'll come up with a melody. Yeah, it can really just changes changes depending on yeah. on mood or you know. Yeah. How do you guys decide like which one's going to be so like the leading vocals for that track in particular? Because I've noticed that some of your songs like Leah's yeah. are heading it, then Eileen's heading it. So like what? It's kind of whoever like wins the fight on that day. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you just kind of feel. I don't know. Just each certain song has its own like leaning towards whichever member, and it just kind of happens that way. Yeah, you get the vibes yeah. for it. Yeah. Yeah. Does Leo ever bring you, like, a fully sick song and you're just like, I want to sing that one, and just take it off him? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that happens. Some yep. song poaching. <laughs> uh, i got to ask as well, uh, where did the name come from? Because I had a bit of Googling today, and I found out that King Leo is a Shakespeare character Yeah, I didn't know about until literally, like, two hours ago. <laughs> yeah, right. So um, with the, what's it, like, why not Queen Eileen and King Leo or something, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, she does act like a bit of a queen. Oh. Um, maybe more so much Getting a princess. A bit, bit of a princess. Yeah, I think I'd prefer princess. <laughs> princess Eileen. Oh, yeah. It rolls off the tongue nicer. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think say. I think for me, I mean, like, my name's Leah, so... Um, uh, and yeah, I mean, I was named after that Shakespearean character. This like sort of crazy, mad, like, <laughs> messed up dude. Um, yeah, I, and I think it just kind of makes sense, um, you know. And when you know when he's trying to say his name, yeah, I, I pretty much always have to go as in the king, the king. And, um, and then you know, as in get King it. Lear, like Lear. Yeah, yeah. So that's that kind of. I don't know. We 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 just. Rolled with that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Miss Eileen. Oh, sorry. Miss Eileen. Yeah. Just well, that's just me. That's just you. Yeah. <laughs> that's just who I am. I was going to say, I wish I was hovering around your house when you guys were all growing up. I reckon that would just sound like it would just be so much fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Need a bit more of Jules and Sean in your life during the week? I think we all do. Search us on Facebook Front and Centre or on Twitter at Front Centre SYN. You're listening to Front and Centre. We are here with our Awesome guests, King Lear and Miss Eileen, who are awesome. They're still here. They're not going anytime soon. With their luscious locks. I'm not sure if our listeners have had a look um, at at our our, our Facebook post, but you would have seen Lear has some mean locks. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm surprised he fit through the door with them, to be honest. (laughs) Now, guys, I've got to ask... Something that really fascinates me is, of course, the sound you guys play. Because you guys got such a unique, really cool sound going on. Um, what do you think is, like, really unique and exciting about the kind of music you play? Because despite the fact that, you know, some bands, like, I guess, Mumford & Sons have a folky kind of vibe mm-hmm. and stuff like that, it's still pretty underground, still considered pretty underground stuff. So mm-hmm. what do you guys think? Well, I think that, I mean, vocally, 
when we because when we sing we do a lot of harmony work and harmony stuff together in our songs and so being siblings I think that our blend of voices is quite potentially new unique people yeah. seem to say that a lot <laughs> yeah what else I guess yeah. naturally it just kind of works yeah. yeah I think and also the duo and just the nature of the um instrumentation of the uh, the setup I mean I'm, I'm playing a drum kit standing up um mm. so we're both standing uh and we're both singing and both playing and I think um just the the simplicity of just having a guitar or you know an acoustic or an electric um with the drums and and two two voices and there's something about it that's kind of quite um strong and present yeah or, yeah yeah so people dig you stand <laughs> yeah, awesome. you stand up playing the drums yes yeah. what's the deal because he can't play the drum sitting down because <laughs> he's not a real drummer <laughs> Look, brother, sister, band. yeah, <laughs> brother and sister. Is that is that truly? No. You can't play the drums. Um, <laughs> no, I just feel like there's a certain energy to um, uh, that's lost when you're sitting at a kit. You know, when you see someone sitting at a kit, like they can be, um, you know, amazing drummers. But um, yeah, I think Eileen would just be a little bit too much the star of the show if she was standing up the front, you know, <laughs> sitting down, I don't know. And you're taller than her, so you kind of just got to remind her <laughs> where she is in the band. Yeah. That's right, yeah. yeah. Awesome. No, it just works. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Uh, so I actually saw you guys play earlier this year, supporting the Lumineers. It was a beautiful venue. Yeah, it was Art, amazing. Art Centre, is that? Yeah, yeah. the State Theatre. Yeah, the yeah. Incredible. Two questions. What was it like, I guess, playing in such an amazing venue in front of so many people, but also supporting such a big band as the Luminese? I mean, they're huge, especially in America, they're huge. Yeah. What was, yeah, just talk me through that. Oh, it was a pretty massive show. It's um, fantastic. Pretty super, super exciting. Um, I first heard them, you know, back when they released their debut album. Um, and for me, I really think they've they've kind of inspired me in my writing, um, and just I think their their sound is really quite unique. Um, and yeah, for us, it was a bit of a dream to get that that support. Um, and in in that venue, totally. it was kind of I think there was about two and a half thousand people or something. Um, and and it was so quiet. Super and it was quiet. Just like yeah, yeah. Us. We couldn't have asked for more. Like, <laughs> it was crazy. Um, the sound, yeah, in a venue like that, the sound is just, you know, beautiful. Like the, everybody knows their stuff and they, you know, they had all the like production team, like sort of yeah. wheel us on, like, <laughs> um, so yeah, it was, it was a real p- privilege to be able to play there. That's incredible. Did mm. your other siblings say, oh, you know, how, how do you feel about making it actually a Perch Creek gig? Like, <laughs> 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 going up there or that? Yeah, there wasn't much talk. Like they didn't. I think they were a bit. Yeah. Did you guys sneaky sneak it in? Like, oh, we're just like go to the art center, catch you later. (laughs) We didn't even give them our guests like guest passes. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely savage. Did you kind of pick their brains? uh, Not your siblings. You didn't pick. uh, I mean, the Lumineers backstage, and did you get a chance to have a chat to them? And oh, they were they were pretty rock star. I, I did actually look over at one point in our set and uh, there were a few of the members um, uh, watching the set and they did mention afterwards that they loved it. Yeah. Um, but they just kind of, you know, walked down the you know down the corridors and just like straight out on stage, like, you know, too cool for school kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they seemed like cool dudes. They were cool yeah. and we got to meet a few of them and, yeah. 
That's pretty fun. exciting. Mm. So you got to meet some of your some of your muses, I guess. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah what, totally. what other musicians have sort of inspired the way you guys write and sing and stuff? Mm. Um, like a, a massive amount of of, um, <laughs> of musicians and, and music, you know. <laughs> yeah. We need another um, hour to listen to more. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Like our dad would just our dad had a huge, huge record collection. Um, and and it was real diverse, um, you know, from Neil Young to like old school jazz to, um, you know, Joni Mitchell and all all, all that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I think um, of recent times, um, we've spent a lot of time with um, Wally Debacker, who is Gautier, oh, yeah. um, oh, and yeah. you know, been out and had the pleasure of performing with him uh, up at Blues Fest, you know, quite mm-hmm. a few years ago. And I think. Um, He's his incredibly music is, inspiring. is quite inspiring. Yeah, yeah he's a know? real crazy producer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he's that, yeah. That must be real inspirational to just be around people. He obviously went massive with that. Uh, I can't even think about the song now with Kimbra. Somebody Bright. used to know. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yes. Yeah, so, what about we're talking about music? What about are there any ideas that kind of uh, any themes that really shine through in your tunes? Mm-hmm. Like sort of you know direct your pen. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's a lot of love songs, you know. I think... Um, How weird is that? <laughs> but that's so weird because yeah, it, it sounds is, like it we're in love. It can be a little, a little tricky to navigate not? there. I, I do want to ask we just it. have to be really clear with our audiences. We're yeah. just like, here's a song yeah. about, you know, a great relationship mess up or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, just, you know, like, and it's definitely not and us, my you know. <laughs> yeah. It's just yeah. all about that. Yeah. Definitely. And then, yeah, in th- terms of themes, it's just, yeah, I guess whatever is whatever is on our mind when we're writing the song or can also really stories. depend on it can depend on where you're writing. Yeah, you know, we were, we spent a little bit of time up um, in the Blue Mountains in this old sort of rundown shack, and it sort of um, prompted us to write this kind of uh, nostalgic '80s kind of folk song. Um, that was, a, you know, the most recent single. Um, so, yeah, I think location can really, uh, really impact, impact yeah, that. Yeah, sure. just like the, like the vibes of the, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, like where you find yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. So you <clears throat> grew up in northern New South Wales, quite rural, was it? Yeah. Yeah, fairly. Yeah. Now yeah. you're in Melbourne. Yeah, the rolling city. hills of Preston. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> you, you just mentioned, you know, drawing on your surroundings, is it? easier in melbourne is it harder you know, did it produce it? a different sound i think perhaps um it's easier to write depressing songs <laughs> 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 but maybe that, that generally when the weather is bad maybe you know you're kind Which of sitting there once a day <laughs> yeah don't I mean, write songs in winter yeah. <laughs> or in that's summer. it yeah um yeah no, but I think that the move for us, I mean, especially from the country to the city, really inspired this growth. And maybe because we are just kind of like coming out of teenagehood and whatever. But um, yeah, it really felt like the shift kind of brought this new energy and new direction for us in terms of our musical um, direction. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. I'm just wondering, you know, our show is obviously directed to young people. Uh, what are your tips for young individuals, maybe you know young family members? How how would they go about you know starting a duo or you know just, just playing music in general? Getting into the scene. I would say pretty much just do it, like <laughs> go for it. Yeah, pick up an instrument 
that you sort of have a bit of a connection to um, and work hard at, at that. And also, um, if you want to perform, practice performing. Yeah, you know? like go to yeah. markets and go to like, you know. We kind of started off busking. Busking. And mm. that's a really good way to start to kind of develop um, your performance, you know, and the, and being able to attract um attract an audience that's a hard thing to do and so i think um that can be a real strength later on um and totally. a, a strength to kind of yeah make something that's a bit your own and a bit unique yeah get yeah. A, bit of a bit of a cult following i guess sort of at the start and then yeah move into the the interwebs you guys reckon like the existence of social media is really something to pull on Totally. Yeah, I think now, um, these, these days, days it's totally. It's yeah. um it's really quite easy to be able to put music up, uh, up online. Um, and I think it's just it's working, uh, trying to f- figure out something unique that that's that's going to be something that uh, gives you a a career if that's what you want to do. Awesome. Mm. It's so hard. I mean, for multiple industries now, people you know we're at uni. You told you know. It's a lot harder to get a job. I mean, I'm studying journalism. People just tell me to give up, pretty much. (laughs) So it's really inspirational. I hope it's really refreshing for any listeners out there to you know hear you guys and see you guys not only doing pretty well, but just having fun at the same time and really enjoying it, playing with your sister, playing with your brother, and just just having a great time. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Well, guys. This is probably the bit that we're most excited for. You prepared a bit of a live show for us in the studio. Sure. Right. Would you guys like to sort of introduce us to what you're going to be playing tonight for us? Sure. We're going to play a song that we wrote together. This one is probably one of the very first that we wrote together. Awesome. And uh, it's called All Out of Luck. Take it away. You're listening to Front and Centre, Sin Nation with Sean and Julza. Mama, I'm flying higher than I've ever flown And some of you's been drier than I've ever known It seems like we forgot that the fire's so damn hot And now I'm smoke up in the sky and babe I don't know where I'm blown But I'm all on my way Jumping fences every day Singing, don't you run away with the fire And I'm all out of luck Everything is come unstuck Laying low to keep from getting any higher Well, money's what they're saying Would be the thing to get us through But honey, I couldn't pay for all the love I get from you Though we're getting older, your love is just as gold And now we're waiting out for better days And praying not for rain But I'm all on my way Jumping fences every day Singing don't you run away with the fire And I'm all out of luck Everything is coming stuck Yeah. 
the lad is leaving town Hard times are coming round When baby cries it's an awful sound Maybe I'm just falling down Oh yeah, yeah, yeah But I'm all on my way Jumping fences every day Singing don't you run away in the fire And I'm all out of luck Everything has come unstuck Lay low to keep from getting any higher Fantastic. Thanks, guys, Thank so you. much. Sweet. Leah, i got to ask, uh, you were sitting down. Yeah, I felt a little restricted there, but um, <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. We got through it. <laughs> that was actually, that was amazing. That was awesome. amazing. Yeah, thank Thanks you. so much, guys. Absolute Had an absolute ball. We... We recorded that on for the listeners. We recorded some footage of that. I did start recording a little late, <laughs> but you're gonna be able to get most of the song on uh, on our socials uh, soon. So keep an eye out for that one. Hit it up. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. So we've come to an interesting part of the show. The, I'm gonna my let, favorite part of the show. I'm gonna right. let Julian introduce this one. Prepare yourselves for the. The quick fire round. Ooh, <laughs> scary. <laughs> We've, uh, we have chosen a selection of some random so- uh, songs I'm all over the place. Some random questions. <laughs> all right. Not really music related. You know, mm-hmm. just put you on the spot. See Having a bit of fun. How you go. Oh. All right. Let's do it. <laughs> First question, Sean. This one is a little bit random. <laughs> what is your favourite smell? Jasmine. Jasmine. Oh, right. that was a quick answer. I was expecting a bit of a delay with that one. That was no. Good. For some reason, like, watermelon flavour came to, you know, <laughs> you know those dolls that you can kind of, that you can smell? Yeah, right. That came to my mind. That's yeah. really oh. weird. Yeah, it's really weird. It kind of just flipped me out a bit. No, I do enjoy the smell of a fresh watermelon. When have yeah. you smelt a watermelon doll? <laughs> Look, <laughs> let's not go into the details. <laughs> Keep it PG related, please. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> yeah. Moving right along. Yeah. If you guys had a superpower, which superpower would you guys have? Oh, Jesus. I want to be able to fly. Oh, I had a feeling you were going to say fly. I was just thinking fly. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so funny. Mm. Telepathic. Okay, Got the um, going. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon I'd be similar to like Elastigirl. You know, like... Um, Stretchy limbs. You kind of are like that already. Like you're really tall and really lanky and like... Might as well make it more stretchy, I guess. Yeah, I just like the idea of just that, you know, extra bit of... Bit of stretch. Stretch. (laughs) (laughs) Bit of elasticity. Fair enough. Why would you want to fly, Eileen? Because I would love that feeling under my wings. freedom. And being up in the clouds and just swooping. It would be amazing. I would love to fly. Sure, next, next question. Oh, wait, no, this next question is mine. <laughs> uh, who would play you guys in a movie uh, about your band? I always, like, I always enjoy asking this question. Okay. Right. About our duo, all right? Um, yeah, so who would play you guys? Who would play us? Wow. 
What actor do I look like? I think Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I reckon That's probably a good, Weird Al. Good yeah, call. probably Weird Al. Yeah. And he can sing know. as well, so it works out well. And um, what about me? I just want to say, like, Angelina Jolie. <laughs> just because I think that would be really suitable. Yeah, I can just see it. Weird Al and Angelina Jolie. It's, it's the perfect duo. The chemistry. The chemistry there. This has to happen. Hollywood, listen up. Growing up in rural Australia. I love it. Uh, what's your pre-show ritual? If you've got one. Mm. Or something that gets you in the mood to smash out a performance. I don't think I don't we really have one. I don't know if that's really our thing. No. We Just, kind of like oh. to stay as far away from each other <laughs> as possible. That counts. Until we're on stage. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Yeah. No, we <laughs> might go, let, let's do this. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Let's do this. We do a bit of let's do this. Yeah, let's do this. And maybe right. like a high five. Yeah, we no, don't no, need my high five. No, no, no. No. <laughs> Keep the distance. Yeah. Oh, let's see. Uh, Sean, next question. Well, I feel like this one might this one might uh, not be as relevant either now if you haven't got a pre-show okay, ritual. But is right. there a theme song? Anything that pumps you up to write to you know do anything? Even when you wake up in the morning, just the mm. thing that you chuck on, just like give you a of energy in the day. Ah, oh, like maybe Jitterbug. Jitterbug. Maybe something like that. That's so good. We, 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 were, having good a, we were having a laugh before about Zoolander. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eileen? Um, your own music? You just wake up, guitar in hand? Just <laughs> yeah, just you know, singing to myself yeah. to get myself up in the morning. Yeah. No, I would say um, a song that I really always enjoy is. Uptown Girls. How'd that go? Uptown Girl. Oh. She's mm. a living in an uptown world. Oh, By yeah. the Pretenders. Yeah, you know that yeah, one? I like Classic it. Banger. That's a, that is a banger. Uptown Girl. All right, guys. This I is don't a... think you know the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> I probably just sang completely wrong. <laughs> just no. saying Uptown Girl, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it works. She's a living in an uptown world. I need to apologise uh, for what Julian is about to ask you. Oh, no. I asked my friend this question today and she was just like, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh, it's awkward. I'm planning to ask that to our guest today. All right. Um, I had a massive debate with this with my friends the other day, so I just wanted okay. to get some people's opinions. Mm-hmm. Can you call a hot dog a sandwich? No. No. Leah? Uh, no, I would say not. Why no. not? Why not? I feel like a sandwich... Um, you <laughs> so weird. I think a sandwich so is like you know the idea of having something something uh, you know on the bottom, mm. something in the middle, and something on, on top, top. Yeah, right? Between Not... two pieces of bread, right? Whereas a no. hot dog is like side, side middle, middle, side. Yeah, right. But then, what if the bread splits down the middle? Have you got a sandwich now? If the bread is split down the middle, like yeah. I a mean, hot dog you could say that. <laughs> that would be. You could say the hot, the, sauce- like yeah. the sausage is sandwiched uh, <laughs> in a sort of uh, sandwich-like fashion roll. <laughs> oh yeah, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think- wouldn't call it a sandwich. I it's think- a debate that needs more time. <laughs> You're looking at it at a bird's eye view. Flip it. Yeah. <laughs> Put it on its side, uh-huh. and you've got. Yeah, but that's not a hot dog anymore. You got bread. (laughs) When you turn it, it's not a hot dog anymore. That's just some weird sausage thing and some 
Yeah, no. <laughs> sure, who is a sausage? Who is a hot dog sideways? Yeah, I'm just saying you put hot dogs out. sideways. <laughs> I don't eat hot dogs. That is a hamburger a sandwich. No, hamburger's oh. a burger. Yeah, but it's still between two pieces of bread with stuff but in the middle. But it's not bread; That's it's definition. a bun. It's brioche. Oh, so it has to be flatbread. Yep, sandwich. So that, oh, so if it's in a roll, it's not a sandwich; it's a roll. That's right. Oh, mm. I like it. Getting technical. Yeah, this is good. <laughs> this is what I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> Continue the debate online, yeah. please. We've got to start a poll. He's lost it. Jules has lost the plot. <laughs> Laughing. He does this sometimes. Don't worry about it, uh, guys. We're unfortunately almost out of time. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, Miss Arlene and King Leah. Thanks Pleasure. for having us. Yeah. Oh, thank you very much Heaps for fun. Nice chat. Yeah, oh, I'm glad you guys had a good time because I, I know I had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I think Sean has too. Uh, now, the next song we're going to play is your single, mm. Held by the Air. You want to give us a little bit of an intro before we chuck that one on? Yeah, well, this is our, the first single off our forthcoming album which our we, debut album, our debut album which yeah i mean we thought we were going to do an ep but then just thought you know effort let's do <laughs> let's do an album um awesome. you know we've got the songs and uh yeah we've got the energy for it so um i mean yeah first single off the album we're going to be recording the rest of it in what's looking like november yeah. um yeah, so more more to come. But yeah, in the meantime. Awesome. When do we know when that album might be out? Like probably sometime next year. Yeah, yeah early sometime, next year. I reckon early next year. Yeah. Awesome. And if yeah. uh if our listeners are big fans of yours, when can they catch you live next? Mm. Um well I think we're playing the Heelsville Music Festival. I think that's the only thing that we've got booked in at the moment. That's but right. I reckon we'll do another another headline show here in Melbs. Uh in the near future. Awesome. Looking forward to seeing you guys. I know Sean and I will be there. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us. We uh, hope you've enjoyed it. We hope the listeners have been inspired. That's our aim. (laughs) Great. Cool. Uh, You're listening to Front and Centre with Sean and Jules on Sin Nation. This is Howled by the Air by Miss Eileen and King Leah. We will see you next week here on Sin Nation. Cheers. Back when we started out, Mama said she was proud of me. But I'm out there, standing at the back of the class. Jenny said to speed it out, your mama never figured out, did she? She turned away, my heart's on fire.
lot about what to feel not about lately. Yeah, I can't get and alone anything. And everybody's talking about it. I don't give a fuck about me. Thanks for tuning in to Front and Centre with Sean and Jorza on our weekly podcast. What another great show. That was super fun. Don't forget to tune in every Thursday at 7pm on Sin Nation or on our podcast a few days later. We will be interviewing more incredible young people and exploring more awesome, unheard of news. So, Sean, I'm pretty excited. We'll see you then. <laughs>